I'll admit it. I don't know everything, but I think that's a good thing. So listen up if you want to hear why. Welcome to Mr. Brillo's Musings, your weekly update for what's going on in the routine social studies. So last week I, I had a teacher ask me, how do I know how to do so much with technology? And I kind of chuckled and I told her that I really, I don't think I know that much. And most of what I, I know is from my, my mess ups, my failures. Uh, I'm willing to try things. And I think that's an important thing. You know, one thing I know for sure is that, that I don't know everything. Um, and that's okay. Uh, because I absolutely love taking on new challenges and learning new things, especially when it comes to implementing technology in classrooms. Um, it's just, it's always been an interest of mine. So I think, you know, the more that we can all take on that idea of it's okay not to know, it's okay not to be the expert, it's okay to learn right along with our students and our colleagues, then I think the more we can we can uh, reach our, our students of this generation. And, and, and it's okay to say, you know what, I don't know. Uh, you know, many of you guys know that, I, that, that as wrestling coaches, Steve Durathel and I spend uh, way too much time together. Uh, we laugh. Uh, I think over the past 15 years, we've spent more time in hotel rooms with each other than we have with our own wives. Uh, so we obviously, we get to talking quite a bit. You know, we, we pick on each other, um, mostly for our head size, because uh, we both have giant heads. Uh, but we also, we, we really do, it shocks people to hear this, but we spend a good deal of time talking about like coaching and about teaching and about life. Um, and you know, I hate to admit this because I love to make fun of Duraflos for as much as possible. But you know, I've learned a lot from him, and one of the things that that I've learned from him um, is to to ensure success and to continually learn. Uh, you have to be willing to take help from others. Um, we always get picked on that we have this enormous coaching staff, and it's it's because Coach Duraflos, you know, Duraflo believes that if you have anything to offer, he's willing to accept it. And with that in mind. Um, that's why I kind of love learning from others here at school. You know, I know I don't know everything. I know there are people here that that know more about specific topics than me, and that's fine because I'm willing to put that time in to seek your help and then maybe help to, to grow our common knowledge as a staff. So if you're doing great things, if you have ideas of things that I could do better, let me know because I'm all about it. So Favorite podcaster of mine, a guy named Michael Gervais, uh, once interviewed Bob Hurley. If you're not familiar with Bob Hurley, um, he's the, the founder of Billabong and the Hurley Sports Brands, um, incredibly successful brands. Uh, and they, he asked Hurley about his, his secrets to success in, in life and in business. Um, and, and Hurley had this great idea that he, he said something along the lines of, and I'm not remembering the quote exactly, but he says, you know, I want to be around the people who make magic. I want to be around magical people. And that really resonated with me, and it stuck with me, and, and that's something that that I absolutely love. Um, it's the idea that surround yourself with people who are making magic in life, and you'll continually grow. Um, and and I think that if you want to find um, a magical place, you'd be hard pressed to find a more magical place than, than a school building, uh, because students and people in schools are willing to do so much and give so much and, and try. Uh, so I felt like it's important to talk about some of the magic I've seen in in, in our building over the past week. 
because there's been a ton of different examples of magic here. You know, I watch veteran teachers embrace change, jump headfirst into using Google Classroom and trying new things. I mean, I'm talking about people who have been at this for, for you know, a, a decade or two. And it's hard. It's not easy. And, and that's that's amazing to watch them do that. Um, I saw middle school students excited over challenging themselves doing math work, for goodness sakes, when, when we did Desmos in Mrs. Heiser's room. You know, um, and I'll admit it, I was I was pumped up and excited to get the answers correct as well. You know, anytime you can get kids in, excited, engaged about graphing and slope intercept and math, you know, you're on to something. Um, and I think, you know, the most amazing magic I saw, sorry, all week, um, I watched an entire community of teachers, counselors, support staff and students surround a new student who speaks no English and to make him feel comfortable. And let me tell you. Watching his smile light up when he when he comes into the office or the room and, and he walks in school, it, it's it's amazing. Um, so while I know a lot of us are tired as we just finished our first full week of school um, and it's and we're kind of getting into the grind, I think it's important to remember all the magic you guys are creating here at ONJ. So thank you. It's awesome to watch. All right, on to the portion of the podcast I like to call one quick tech tip. I mean, this is nothing earth shattering. This is one I took from John Sowash, um, the, the author of the Chromebook Classroom, and he has a podcast of the same name. And if you've never heard him or listened to him or read him, check him out. He's amazing. Um, but he talks about controlling your tabs. And you might be like me, a tab hoarder, if you will. And if you look at my computer at any given time, you probably see at least three different Chrome windows open and you know, often more than 10 tabs a piece on those Chrome. So on those um, windows. So the more you can manage your tabs effectively, um, it'll help not only keep your life organized, but it will also free you of some of that e-clutter and your machine, your computers will function much cleaner. So Soash gives some tips that I stole. Um, I borrowed from him and then I think I might have one. No, yeah, they're all from him. So here are my, I have four tips. I um, mean, you can get a list of even more um, by, by checking out his, uh, his podcast and I'll, I'll make sure if you, I can get you that link. But one thing you can do is um, add the extension one tab uh, to your Google Chrome. And this extension allows you to shrink all of the many tabs you have open and put them into one place. So it keeps you organized and it actually will make Chrome much faster because the more tabs you have open, the, the slower your machine will be. So add one tab to it. Um, when you're there, it kind of looks like a little funnel on your extensions bar. Um, and it's it's phenomenal. If you're not doing this already, um, pin your tabs. If you have tabs that you'd like to leave open, uh, you know, I don't know how you guys are, but my email is constantly uh, open. I, I live my life now by Google Calendar and Google Keeps because I have uh, no regular schedule. Um, so I take every day, I pin my calendar, my Keep, and my Gmail so that those windows will always stay open. Um, and, and the way you do that is to simply right-click on the tab and you can see pin tab will be there. Um, if you want to do the control click or if you have a, a Mac or a Chromebook, you can do the, also do the two finger press down and pin tab will be there. Now, when you pin tab, don't freak out. You'll, you'll notice that it will just be the icon you see, um, not the entire title anymore. So pinning your tabs is something that will help out. Another thing is group your tabs. So if you find yourself constantly switching between different tabs throughout the day, uh, you know, maybe you have some tabs that you keep open for managerial purposes, right? You have your mail, your calendar, whatever. And then you have another set of tabs that, that are all about teaching, your, the, the websites you're using, your Google Classroom, whatever it might be. Uh, SOAS gives this great point about having separate windows, Chrome, for separate 
parts of your day. So group your tabs. And then my last tip is, is listen to John Selwash. You know, take some time and uh, um, uh, check out the, the Chromebook Classroom podcast. Subscribe to it. Um, and and you'll, you'll get these amazing tips too. Um, so if you have any questions or you need any help with this, let me know. But hopefully by managing your tabs, you'll, you'll clear yourself of e-clutter. You'll free, your, free up some time for yourself and you can use that time to, to enjoy life a little bit and maybe be a better teacher. All right. And finally, on to the last part of my podcast, I call my own two cents. And this week, my own two cents are simply to remember your why. Um, for the past few years, our wrestling team had been working with a group called Wrestling Mindset to improve the mental approach we take to not only the sport of wrestling, but to life in general. Um, and we've had a couple different mindset coaches, but most recently, our, our mindset coach was a guy named Trey McLean. And Trey was a, a graduate of University of Penn. So, you know, pretty smart dude. Um, and Trey helped our team in a number of ways. But the biggest lesson he taught me personally, and I think our team, was the importance not of just goals, but of your purpose. Right. Uh, many of us in life and in professions, we talk about what we want to do in life, what we hope to accomplish. Um, few of us take time to make specific and meaningful goals for our life. Now, if you move this like one step forward, even fewer people will take the time to lay out specific action plans to help achieve your goals. Right. Because goals without action are just meaningless. They're hopes or dreams. They're not really goals. Right. So you, ha you have people, you know, few people set goals, fewer will set up action plans, and then even fewer will, will follow through with their plans because it's hard, right? It takes personal discipline. And, and I get that. Um, you see, the problem with hopes, dreams, goals, and, and following through is, is you have to use small measured progress to meet, re, meet, excuse me, meet many of your goals. And that's frustrating and tough for some people. And, and um, that's where your goal is realized, though, in that small measured progress. So what can you do to help remain focused and motivate motivate yourself to continue to take action. And that's where Trey comes in. And, you know, Trey talked about, about not just thinking about goals, but think more importantly about your purpose for your goals. So what do you want to do? But more importantly, why do you want to do it? So, you know, my, my tip for you, what I think you can do is, is take some time over the next couple of weeks here and think about like why you have specific goals in life, why you have specific goals in your professional career, your, your hobbies. Like, why do you have those goals? By remembering why you're doing something, it can help you get through those tough times. Um, you know, and, and personally, just the way I think about this, I would be lying if I told you this transition to my, my new role for this year, this Tosa role, has been easy. Um, it hasn't been easy. It's been kind of rocky for me. And, and I'll be honest, I'm incredibly jealous when I, when I walk through the hallways and I get to watch all the teachers interact with their students and you have these great, meaningful relationships and kids laughing. And then, you know, I, I look at how much um, I don't have that. And, and I really, I, I can't tell you really how much I miss that. So when I start to question myself about, you know, did I make the right choice? Because I do, I question, did I make the right choice? You know, should I have left the classroom for this year? Um, I remember my purpose and, and I took this role for a pretty selfish reason. Um, my purpose, my why for this is to help our faculty and staff make this transition to one-to-one -to -one next year as effectively and as smooth as possible. Uh, I want all the teachers in our building, all the staff in our building, um, being the best they possibly can be uh, because you know, many of you know I have a, a nephew in eighth grade. I have a niece and sons that are coming. I have cousins, little cousins, and all of our friends because I'm a member of this community. 
Um, I want those kids to have positive school experiences. So when I start to question, am I doing the right thing? I just kind of remember that I'm not going to teach all these kids, but some of you, many of you will. So the, the more I can do to help you in the long run, the better it is for my own family, my own friends, and my own kids. So when those small feelings of doubt, regret, anxiety, whatever it is, keep creeping into my mind about the job, I just remember my why and helps me to stay the course. But I challenge you, as you think about your own goals in school and your personal life, take time to do the important work. Think about your purpose so you can use your why to help you through the many challenges and obstacles you'll, you'll see this year. Have a great week. Thanks for listening.